Hello, Rockers and Mercuryans. It's Rock Mercury here, and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. I am here at beautiful Lifetime again. I'm going to be having a green goddess drink from Vitality Kitchen. Um, very excited to just have like a little refreshing morning. Get that juice, juice in, juice it out. Um, and then I have, I'm just, let me show you guys where I'm at right now for a second. Hold on. Very beautiful today. Gorgeous day. A little cloudy, but still very pretty. So, um, let's see. Yeah, so let's get this juice going and let's chat a bit. You know, I've, we're just going to kind of go with the flow and chat after I drink this drink. Hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Oh, I'm going to keep this up there. Hold on. There we go. All right, so got the drink here. That fresh. This is my sister's company. Love it, love it. This one has all the good goods you see on there. It has um, kale, spinach, celery, cucumber, green apples, mint, pineapple, ginger, and lime. So that's the vibe that this is giving today. So that's the vibe. So let's go ahead and get some of that. Oh yeah, this is nice. This is very good. Very, very tasty. Juice said juice in the morning. So, so yeah, this is, this is what we're doing today. We're just gonna chat. Y'all, I still got attacked more for what we talked about yesterday on Twitter. I've still been getting attacked the house down boots. Mm. I wanna see Jonathan. Jonathan says good morning. Hello, Janet. Jenna. Jathan. Jathana. I don't know. Hello, hello. Hello, Amanda. Good to see you. He said, OMG, I need this location, please. Um, I'm in Houston. This is my my resort gym. So I'm just living my best life. This is my everyday. Antoine Antoinette says, was the juice expensive? Um, it's my sister's company, so I don't, I mean, I don't pay the same price, but it's, I mean, quality cost. I'll say that. Quality does cost. So it's not cheap. It's not as cheap as, as your $1 drink from McDonald's or something would be, but it's like healthy. You know, this is giving you nutrients and minerals and stuff. So, you know, the price, the price, um, is fitting for what it is. You know, you know. Um, Bradish says every time I drink green juice, I have to chug it fast, but it's worth it. I mean, this isn't nasty though. This is very tasty. I think it's the um, I think it's the pineapple and ginger and lime and the green apple. Like it tastes really good. I know what you're talking about though. Sometimes the green juices are not the tea. Sometimes it's like really nasty. So this but this one this company is great they always make it because she likes my sister likes things to taste good she's a master chef and she likes food to taste delicious like she doesn't want things to be you know just nasty for health's sake i don't think things have to be nasty for health's sake a lot of things i like taste great 
And if it tastes nasty, I don't usually drink that. <laughs> I don't usually do it often. That's what I found. Um, oh, green apple. That's new. Yeah, green apple is the apple that Dr. Sebi, um, he, he recommended that kind of apple. If you have to drink inferior ones. Now, green apples are still GMO, technically. Like, all the apples are GMO, except for those little tiny ones from the jungle that are super seeded. They're very small, have hardly any fruit to them. But they're, like, the healthier ones. They're bitter, too. They're not. They're, like, sour. So, oh, my God, Beyonce's playing. Mm. That means this video is definitely getting copywritten. <laughs> um, oh, the dude, they're doing a senior water aerobics class over there it's really beautiful to see like they're all just dancing in the water it's like 30 people in the water right now just dancing and doing weights and stuff it's really sweet yeah. very very sweet moments skipper champ says are you from cali yes i am from cali born and raised people always ask that every day um but no, this isn't. This is Houston. I know it looks like California, but we're in Houston right now. We in H Town, baby. We in H Town, the house. Is my um, is my stream freezing? You guys, it's saying that I'm losing connection again. Hate when that happens, but you know. Yeah, this video's gonna get copyrighted. Um. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm enjoying the shoes, chilling out here. There really isn't that much sun today, but like I said, even when it's cloudy, you're still getting vitamin D, just getting that fresh air out here. Um, I have my natural sun butter. Did y'all know that shea butter is a natural sunblock? Shea butter is a natural, natural sunblock. Um, and it is... It's great. Like, I don't know. I don't... I like it because it doesn't have all those additives in it and stuff, you know? Nobody wants those additives. Nobody needs that in their life. So, I'm trying to talk as much as possible so I can block this Beyonce song in the background. I love Beyonce, but I know that she's going to copyright it. She wants her money. Every time you hear Beyonce play, like, she's like, I will collect my check, please, immediately. You know, she's not trying to play with us. <laughs> but I've been posting a lot of reels with her. I'm wearing my Beyonce shirts until... I run out of the four. I'm gonna do like a video each day with my favorite songs. Yesterday I did the song, um, I'm That Girl with Beyonce. And then today I'm gonna do, I'm gonna come back out here. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, after I like work out and take a shower, I'm gonna come out here and use this background. You know, like this kind of like greenery background over here. Like I'm gonna use that and I will, um, you know, get another video. Get another Yonce video for my shirt. Because I have four of the shirts, so I need to, like, do a feature for each one. And it's really beautiful today, even though it's, like, a little cloudy. You know, cloudy days are the best for, for, for photos. Like, it doesn't overexpose your photography. So, like, if, you're, if you have a cloudy day, you might want to do a photo shoot that day. It's like, it's like the sky becomes a big bounce light. If you're in, um... If you're in, like, photography, you know, you have those big, like, those big bouncer, those, like, white lights with the cloth over it. Like, that's what the clouds do, like, when you have a cloudy day. It helps to, like, distribute the light evenly. 
so don't ever feel like oh it's cloudy i can't go do photo shoots like go do do what you want to do like you get great lighting there's great lighting in every time of the day like even if it's really sunny you can find a way to make it look really cool but yeah i just feel like i know that as a photographer myself like that's we look forward to cloudy days um for certain types of photo shoots when it's like fashion and stuff because sometimes the photos like it can the 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 fashion item like the clothing can get overexposed by the light if it's too harsh so yeah just like i look forward to cloudy days for that reason um user says hey rock do you like freddie mercury sing i mean that's part of how i got my name rock mercury uh, yeah that's part of how i got my name rock mercury so i mean i do like him a lot um definitely an icon I wish he got to live his free life. I feel like he would have thrived in this time right now. But also, I feel like a lot of people from his era, I don't know if they would really appreciate um, how PC everything has gotten. Like, back then they were able to say what they wanted to say a little more. The LGBT world is very like, like there's some bias to it. Like there's some corruptness happening. There's an agenda going on. Even as an LGBT person myself or whatever, like i do see the obvious bias happening like there's definitely like an agenda going on and it's not like natural like it's not that not that lgbt is not natural i'm saying like what's going on like the the way it's fixed it's not like it's just supposed to happen this way like there's like an agenda happening um it's like an agenda happening and it's super frustrating to see that you know about that yesterday i'm like this is this is all like it's so many sketch things happening and even when it comes to like let's, let's talk about rupaul for a second rupaul and the drag race like there's no way you can tell me and i've been around the the, the drag queens and all that like i've been around rupaul herself and there's no way you can tell me that that's not like the blackface equivalent to like to like women the the female version of blackface like it's it's like what men think that women are like it's like this caricature and overly um it's like overly caricatured and like women aren't even allowed in it it's crazy like these men are like trying to like be who's the best woman who's the best looking woman like um but then women aren't even allowed to be within the competition and, and do drag and that's not how it has to be like it could be like women could could compete and there are women who are who do consider themselves drag queens so it's like why doesn't the show allow that like why are they just doing caricatures like like girl i'm i'm just a bee um i'm um kimmy kim 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 and i'm gonna do what i want to do like it's just very like this whole caricature of what men think women are or whatever and it's like not it just seems very similar to blackface for for black people how it used to be like we're you know this is overly um satirized satirized the satire um satirized i guess um versions of what women are to to them and it's just i don't know like clown like clown worker no more so because then clowns came from blackface too like the actual clowns so i don't know it's just all kind of sketchy I'm, i kind of see it all i'm like dang this is all like this is not how i wanted it to be but not that i had a choice so it's what it is but i just i see through it i'm not gonna I'm not gonna have to put a blind eye to it just because I'm technically part of that community. Because the community itself is very diverse. There's lots of people who would never even go to a drag show or never want to be a part of a lot of um, 
the whole hoopla of it all. Like some people don't even aren't even about that, and they just they just happen to be they like guys, like or they like women or they whatever. Like they're LGBT, uh, whatever. Like it's not. Um, I don't know. It's sketchy, and also I've met like I've been around a lot of people who are in the um, the trans community, and I've seen some really disturbing things. Um, and I really support I support anyone who for what they want to be, but like I see what some of these people are doing and what these hormones are having people do like their personalities are changing so much like it's like it's not it's not pure a lot of times like the people who i've been around they haven't been pure about their reasons for even transitioning or something like it's not like a lot of it is like oh well like for example like a lot of a lot of white men especially they'll be like oh well i'm not i'm demonized or men in general they'll be like i'm demonized in culture so let me transition so that i cannot be demonized and that i can be a protected class or something and I just like I never thought that before when I used to hear that I'm like oh that's so messed up that's transphobic that's crazy but I'm like oh like that's actually not too far from the truth like I've witnessed it I've seen it myself and some of it's very disturbing to see like what people what people are willing to do all for um for their ego I guess or I don't know I just couldn't imagine changing who I am for other, any other reason than if I really believed that that's who I was, like if I was like, oh, I'm, I support, I'm supposed to be identified as this kind of gender or that part. Like that's fine. I don't care if people are identifying as whoever, but the intention behind a lot of this stuff is important to discuss. Like intention doesn't. It, intention is important. You know, it's not about like they make it seem as if it's only about like oh well, if you don't agree with this you don't agree with this person believing this or doing this then you hate all the people and you're phobic it's like that's not true like there's people who do different things for different intentions and i just think if there's a mass level of people who are doing something for a disturbing intention that's not like pure to the all like to only like a sh- a sh- uh, only like expressing who they are inside like, if it was just that, it'd be different. Like, okay, great, you are who you are. That's amazing. Love it. But as it um, but as it gets politicized, you know, saying, all right, but people are making choices that they may not agree with later on. So it's just, like, a little sketchy. Hold up one second. Maybe we're not back. I don't even know if we're back or not. It says unstable connection. I get this is every day here how it is so annoying um ralph says how do you feel about drag shows for kids that's something we spoke about too my sister and i and i think it's like it's very similar to like a strip club that's what my sister said and i agree with her it's like why would you why would you take your kid to a strip club the same way like why would you take your kid to a show like an adult show i think drag shows are adult shows even the humor is very adult like i've been to many drag shows like it's not that's not offensive to be like oh it's a adult show like it really it really gives that it gives adult content you know so i don't agree with it i think that it's kind of twisted that it's even a conversation um i don't know it just feels like I said, it, it all goes down to me. Like, I really feel like it's the the female version. Like, it's the 
female equivalent of blackface for black people. Like, it's what blackface is to black people, for, but for females. That's what I really feel drag race, drag shows are. Um, and what they become. Did they have to be that? Not necessarily. They didn't... It didn't have to be like it is now, but it could have just been like people are living their best um, alter ego, living their best life, trying to like just, you know, create this concept. And some, some of the drag stars do do that. They do like kind of reach outside the box and create um, and create like their extreme version of like this gender neutral kind of like fun world that they get to create or great outfits, whatever. And, but I don't know, I see, I just, I can't unsee it. And knowing RuPaul, like I know him and I've been around him, like I do believe RuPaul is corrupt. Like, and I think he even knows that. I'm not even like, I mean, I don't feel like I feel that controversial saying that. I feel like he's corrupted and he's gonna do whatever, gonna get the bag. And I'm not even mad about that. I just feel like it's, it's something that has to be addressed when you have someone who's adjusting the culture so much like even my mom is watching drag race all the time which at first i'm like oh that's so great i love it and you know that's great because she used to be kind of homophobic because of her church or religion but the fact that she's doing that and trying to like bridge bridge that gap that generational gap i, I appreciate that i respect that but then even she agrees with me she's like it is kind of crazy that they're that this is what people this is what men believe that women are like the caricatures that they create these personas they create like on Drag Race, and she's like, it is kind of bizarre that that's what, that's just what they feel like. It is like it's like this is, this is my drag persona. This is, I'm, I'm juicy, juice, juice, juice. You know, I'm juicy couture, juicy, or whatever. I don't even know. Like, it's like they have random names, but it's just it's sad and then the crazy part is I know some of the, a lot of the drag queens and they don't even get paid hardly their proper money they're getting exploited like so it just even shows more of the corruption it has so much money being made in that industry that their exploitation of these drag queens or these men like um in the show is unnecessary there's plenty of money to go around but they just choose to not pay them right Antoinette says you're making some good points I agree with you yeah, I mean, I'm just, I just keep it, I gotta keep it real. And a lot of people just won't, they don't understand that and they won't like recognize the damage or harm that some of these shows are um, causing to the human psyche in general. Cause also it's like, okay, let's talk about the drag shows for, for kids again. So you take a kid who already loves sparkly, bright things and you show them a drag queen, they're going to be like, how do I become a drag queen too? They're gonna like go directly, they're like, that's the most sparkly, fun thing, and it's being celebrated, and it's here at my school, and it's like, this looks so fun, but they don't realize like, drag queens are basically panhandlers. If you've seen, if you've been to a drag show, especially in like West Hollywood, most of the time, they are literally walking around the club collecting money from the fans like they they, they lip sync for like a good minute or so and then they, they're just walking around grabbing money lip sync it's a song that they didn't sing that they didn't produce you know basically using um artistic and intellectual property you know 
almost like I'm doing right now because this music is playing in the background, but I, it's not intentional. They just happen to be doing a, a, um, a class behind me, but it's as if I like, I'm out here and doing this. You know, it's very much like if I'm doing that, or just, is this artist getting paid? No, like I'm just gonna be walking around collecting money, like, oh, give me this money, thank you, thank you so much, give me that money. And a lot of them are broke, they got kicked out of their homes, and they're struggling, and yet the industry still doesn't even like fund them. This industry's making so much money, Drag Race makes tons of money, but these, these stars, like, they're not, they really are broke, like, I know them. And, you know, they're, they're going through identity crises, they're like fighting for this competition. They get a level of fame that they don't even have protection from. They can't even afford security. But yet people know them all over. You know, they all they wanted was connection. That's why they even started it. A lot of them like feel stuck within it. And they like, they just go through, they go through hell. And I feel, I feel bad for, um, I feel bad for the people who are like aspiring to do it. And then they get into it and they're like, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> um, but hey, I mean, it's just what they chose. That's how I felt about like modeling. I wanted to do modeling, then I get, you get into modeling, and it's like this is like awful. This is basically street corner work. At the end of the day, you're like you're basically uh, a lady of the night, and you should, you need a pimp. I mean, at that point, your agency becomes a pimp for modeling, at least. Um, Francis Malone says, "Good morning, Rock. That's what I love about you. Real talk. Thank you, Francis. I just like to talk about like things that I really care about." Um, and my sister, like, even though she was saying what she said about Drag Race, that she doesn't, like, she said, like, if her son, because she has a little baby, it's like, if her son ever decided, like, oh, I want to wear dresses, I want to do this, like, she would, she would respect what he wants to do, like, she, um, she would not allow him to mutilate himself until he's an adult, because I do feel like a lot of, when it comes to the trans movement, I think the main people making money on the trans movement are the plastic surgeons, the same way that when the Kardashians became super, super popular, um, they were funded by the plastic surgery industry. People don't even know that. But they were, like, heavily funded by the plastic surgery. And that's why they kept showing their doctors and talking about what surgeries they got done and stuff. And who's winning? All the plastic surgeons, the whole industry, making billions of dollars. Off of people just feeling like, oh, I need a Kardashian lips. I need Kardashian booty. I need Kardashian, like, BBL. Like, it's just very... It's corrupted. And so to tell somebody, like, oh... Maybe your gender is not the same gender that you are born as. Like, you need to get this surgery to shift it, and you know it's gonna cost this much money. Like, you need to get funding for it. People go, people are doing GoFundMe just to get the surgery to, for reassignment, and they're making lots of money doing it. And like, the money doesn't go towards the people. Like, they could use that same money. It costs twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand, whatever. How much money it costs? Like, they can use that money for their own aspirations, their dreams, and stuff. But they're over here just giving it right to the doctors. Right, to the plastic surgeons to look how they think they should look what they think a woman looks like but if you're born if you're if you're born a cis, a cis male and you feel like you're a woman you don't need a surgery to um to re reaffirm that like be who you are like that's you're you're st you said you're female okay be female live your life like you don't have to go cut anything off you don't have to go add anything to yourself you're you're giving us queen you're giving us queen energy give it you know it's just not it's not necessary 
to look fishy, as they call it. Like, it's just, it's really frustrating to see that. And I know that even a lot of the, a lot of men have been now like they're like all about that. They're like, oh, I only want trans only. Like they like this idea of this woman, like the, all the women parts, but then also with the male anatomy too. Like they they become like that's their new fetish, and the richest men love that. They're most wealthy men I've been around, like the multi-millionaires and billionaires. They, they, they've gotten bored with everything else and they just get, they, they have a like, this extreme, like, desire for that kind of, like, that kind of trans experience. Nothing's wrong with that, it's just like, if you're having an extreme desire for, um, for something that's like literally made in a, in a, um, and like on an operating table then that's kind of an issue like you're telling you're saying that like you only desire something that's like not artif- that's artificial because these bodies are not they're even women even some women who get the surgery like they it's just these bodies become artificial and so like now men are craving artificialness and so more women are going to do it it's i don't know people do what they want it doesn't really matter too much because we're all going to pass away at some point and we'll become dust so no matter what work you've done you have some people's some people's augmented breasts are going to be lasting longer than their actual bodies after they pass away. Like, they're going to become dust and their, their big old saline breasts are going to just be sitting there in the casket just by themselves around dust because <laughs> they're going to last longer than everything. They don't even biodegrade like that. Um, and so, <laughs> that's kind of, I don't know why that's funny to me. I just imagine a big old pile of dust with two big old water balloons and just sitting in it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> my humor is really dark, but I don't care. Um, somebody RA says, is this, is this James Harden? James Harden is hot, so I guess thank you, but also that's not who I am. Are you trying to be joking or something, RA? I am Rock Mercury, so you can suck it. Um, King James says, says laughing face. Yeah, it's, it is. I don't know, that's so funny to me. I almost wanted to create a painting of that. Like, I just, like, draw, like, or draw, like, a casket and just put two balloons in there with, like, maybe even a skull. I probably would do, like, the the skeleton, too. But then you ha- you, you just see the the balloons do the skeleton. I don't know, I gotta, I gotta think of how I would paint that. That'd be a good art piece, though. <laughs> Somebody do that. Somebody who's watching this, go and make that kind of painting and send it to me. My email. My email is rockmercury at rockmercury.com. Email me at rockmercury at rockmercury.com. If you spam me, I'm going to block you. I've been getting so much spam mail. People are so crazy. I'm like, leave me alone. Like, you guys, like, what? But yeah, that's how I feel about that situation. No, like, no shade it's just realness it's just being real but some of the most evil people i've ever met have been in the trans community well two of the most one of them has been i'm not saying that's i'm saying that's not that's not all of them like of course there's amazing people who are trans but like and i'm talking about like the mentality of like just pure evil it was just two, it was two different people who I've been around. One of them is this person at this ranch. I don't want to say her name because she's so like wicked. Um, and just 
just like demonic and not even like demonic like in a religious way just like doesn't it make any sense like i'm okay i'm all i'm all here for a villain if it's gonna make sense you have like a perfect you have a reason like to your madness like you're going to like you like you're gonna win at least somebody's gotta win in your madness but like she just loved chaos you know and it was just really wicked i'm like was it the hormones that made her like this like it was out it was out of this world i couldn't believe it like because i'm very like aware of people and i like watch what people are doing and at first we were like i was kind of friendly with this person but i always knew she was kind of a snake but then i just started seeing like her intentions and what she was like really doing things for and like I'm like oh my god like you really you don't care about even what you're doing like you are you're using this trans community for your agenda like there's real people out there who really are trans and just living their life trying trying to live their true self but this wicked person that was a white male before switched or uh, transitioned into you know a trans woman white male um white star white woman um and this would do the most wicked chaotic things like just terrible to people like giving people the worst advice talking so much mess about everyone just creating pure chaos anywhere that she could like just evilness like very just it's like girl what are you getting out of this like what are you doing and then this other person that lived with me at one point like i was like oh like i don't know i never i never cared about any of these people are trans i don't care as long as they're good people it doesn't matter but it's just bizarre that two of the most evil people i've been around have been from that community and i do believe it has to do with those the pills they take i don't think it's natural i don't think it's like that they're that they're naturally that evil i think those pills like really mess with their brain and i don't think you need pills to become a trans person like you can be who you are just as you are and you don't have to have those like i really think it's the pills i don't think it's even them like i gotta give them that credit like i'm not so if I'm not, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about like, oh, the trans community is evil. Not at all. Like, there's beautiful, wonderful people in every community, especially there's some great people in the trans community, amazing people. But like, if you're taking these synthetic hormone blockers and hormone adders and all kind of things, like, of course it's gonna affect your psyche. Of course it's gonna affect your um, your biology in some way. Like, it's 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 just it's an obvious thing. It's gonna affect you. But like, the the disturbing like things the tactics they would do and they live within their minds like they were taking these pills and they just they lived in this like narcissistic internalized world where they just they hated everyone around them but they and they felt like they were protected because they were trans or whatever like it just it was bizarre like i i, I can go into it deeper but i'm like trying to choose my words carefully because i'm on tiktok but it was dark but, but do not twist my words i'm not saying the trans community is evil i'm saying that two of the most evil people i've been around have been by far like way like beyond any other person i've been around they've been like they've been um from the trans community they both were white males at one point and they changed they switched and it got me to thinking i started researching it more and white males are very demonized in the world right now so it makes sense that some some of them not all of them would want to go towards you know doing something like transitioning to get attention and to get like um asylum what is the word um asylum to get asylum from some of the attacks that are happening against him like it's just like i said it goes back to intention and these people's intentions were not not pure at all um it was really disturbing like looking back at it i'm like wow like how do like how do you like it's like they lost their humanity 
And I do not think, like I said, it's not because they're trans. It's because of those pills I think they're taking. I think people need to really look into those medications. Like, you can't just, like, say, oh, I'm just going to take my hormone blocker. My insurance covers it. Like, they said I need this if I want to be, if I want to be fishy. If I want to be a, a real woman or whatever. Whatever that's, like, that's not true. Like, you don't need any of that. You can literally be a natural person. You cannot take ever a, a pill. You can never do a surgery if you don't want. And you can still be considered whoever you want to be. If you if you identify as female, you're born male, you identify as female, okay. You don't have to take any pills. You don't have to go get, like, um, altered to get respected. Just be around people who are going to respect you. Of course, there's always going to be people. You, you, can do, you can do every surgery in the world and look like the most fishy person ever. I hate, I hate using that word because it's like, when I think of fishy, I think of a bad smell. But I know that in the world, and I know it means, like, more feminine in the gay world or whatever, but... Like, you can be the most fishiest, like, like you belong in the ocean kind of girl. Like, you can, you can, like, just be the, like, the mermaid, the Ariel of the fishies, of the fish, like, the baddest. And you can still be around people who are going to disrespect you. There could still be people saying, you're still a man, you're still this, you're still, like, there's still going to be people who are going to disrespect you. So, why even go through all these surgeries it, that's the reason now if you just want to look that way you want to like you always imagine looking like you know what you feel like a woman looks like adding on hips adding on breasts whatever then do your thing that's fine at that point it's just a passion that you want like you like surgery you like to create this illusion that's you know based off of you know these procedures that's fine I, i'm not even judging that I don't, I don't care that's great but to feel like you need to do that in order to be respected and to be seen as the woman that you feel you are or man you feel you are if you're a woman transitioning to male i think that's very toxic to think you have to do it i don't care if you do it it's just more of like to think that that's because then it's like if you look at the same person that gets that done if they look at another trans person who doesn't choose to do that then what are they going to judge that person and say oh they're not that person isn't you know a real like she's post-op or pre-op or whatever like she's pre-op, she's not giving real fish. She's giving, she's giving ocean of the, she's giving like chicken of the sea. <laughs> she's, she's not giving real fish. Um, like that's rude. That's so disrespectful to, like, say that somebody needs to get altered in order to be who they are. So I don't care if there's a man, if there's a man or a person who has a full beard, you know, hairy arms, hairy everything you know, the biggest male anatomy, I'll say, the biggest male anatomy ever, like, it could be 12 inches, and I still, if they, if they say I'm a woman, okay, you're a woman, great, I respect that, you're, you identify as she, as her, she, great, I respect that, fine, I don't care if you, I don't care if, you, if you're dressed in, um, dressed in a motorcycle outfit, you know, like a leather motorcycle outfit, you're like, no, I'm woman, I'm woman, I'm like, okay, cool, you know, that's as simple as it is. You, you can respect somebody for who they feel, who they identify as. You don't need to have these things done. Like, it doesn't... Like I said, I don't judge if you do. Because I, I love, like, for example, I love, like, Amanda Lepore, who is a... Um, I believe... I believe Amanda um, identifies as trans. I believe... I hope I'm not saying that wrong. Because I feel like... I don't remember her even talking about it too much. But anyways, like, I respect that. Like, Amanda Lepore loves surgery. She loves the illusion, the plastic surgery, and she looks, like, she looks great to me. Like, it's fun. To, it's fun to um, see her 
her body become a project for her. Like, she she's very open about her, her plastic surgeries, and she's doing her. She's doing her. I have no issue with it. Same thing with Nikita Dragon. Like, they love that. They love what they're doing. Um, but I don't think that they feel like it needs to be done. I think they just, they just happen to have passions for plastic surgery. I'm not against that. But when you tell young people that, like, oh, well, do you identify as a woman? Well, if you identify as a woman, then you need to start saving for your for your surgery. Like, who's getting that money? Only these plastic surgeons. They're getting rich off of, like, these young people's confusion of what they feel like a trans person is. You know? Like, if people felt happy in their body, if they loved themselves as they are, then a lot of these surgeons wouldn't be filling their pockets up. So that's why I feel like it's kind of disturbing when this movement becomes politicized and there's so much money being made. It's not, it's not a little bit of money. I'm talking about billions and billions of dollars that are being made within the medical industry, the plastic surgery industry, the, the um, hormone-blocking medication industry, pharmaceutical industry. Like, There's a ton of money being made, and I just think it's important to recognize who is the victim of this. So... Like I said, I'm not against plastic surgery. People do them. And believe me, if something happened to me, if let's say like, let's say I'm just sit, sitting here and a bird comes over and just like picks my nose off and says, oh, hee hee I'm Michael Jackson now. My nose is gone. Hee You know, like I'm going to a plastic surgeon and I'm going to get my nose put back on. Like I'm not against these procedures. I'm against people like changing their perfectly fine bodies just because somebody else thinks that they have to do that to be somebody who they feel like they are naturally. Like, that's what I'm, what I'm against. I'm against the brainwashing of associating a trans person with a, a necessity of medications and, um, and body-altering surgeries. That's what I'm against. I'm against it very much. And I've seen it. And even the person that lived with me they were just obsessed every day they talked about it. They were like, oh, gosh, like, I walk down the street and people don't know what I am. And, oh, people, like, like I just feel, I feel so out of place. And, like, oh, I wonder if they know who I am. I wonder if they know that I'm trans. I wonder this. I wonder that. Like, it just became their life. And at first I felt bad for them. Like, oh, that's, that's like, I, was, I reassured them. Like, oh, like, it's, it's okay. Like, we accept you. We respect you. Like, there's, you know, you're good. Like, what you are is great. Like, it doesn't matter. Like if you want to get, if you want to do your your pills, whatever you want, like we, I just supported them. Then I started finding out what they were saying behind the scenes, like what they were, like that there was a lot of bitterness and that they had so much judgment, judgmentalness. Like first, like I thought, like oh they're being judged unfairly by all these people. But then I was around them, I was out out there with them, and nobody even cares. Nobody in the world really even get really cares what you are. They don't care what your name is. They don't care if you're male, female, what race you are. Like people don't care. People are in their own worlds. They're trying to get this money, trying to like buy lunch and dinner for their family. They don't care. Nobody cares. So they're like these, like especially the person I was around. Like she was um, projecting the judgment that she has on other people onto them as if they're judging her when they literally don't care. They're not even looking at her. Like they're just living their life. And but she was like the most toxic person. She was just so judgmental and so like bitter and just wicked like she was just trying her best to um to create a victim narrative whenever she could um and it was very disturbing like i just 
she was racist towards me, which I thought was crazy. I'm like, how are you gonna be in this trans community and then you're gonna be racist towards me? Like, who's been the one that's helping you? Like, you lived in my, I let her live in my home for over a year, rent free, just because I was trying, I thought I was supporting. I thought I was just being a friend and we never had like an intimate relationship at all. Never, never even. The most we've done is hug hug as a friend it's like oh it's gonna be okay kind of hug never nothing nothing intimate nothing sexual ever like and so there was no reason i wasn't benefiting from this person anyway um in fact she had tried to like i think she had hooked up with my with my ex-husband you know which i don't even care because he was he was for the streets my ex-husband was literally for the streets he was street property so that's fair fair enough you know when you when you marry a public bench you can't be mad at who sits on it um but he was just like I mean she was just very like just very um toxic just a super toxic person and I'm so thankful to not be around that person anymore I blocked them on all platforms after some shady stuff went down when she did like a racist attack towards me told me that my opinion was unfounded when I you know because of some situation with the mandatory injections that were, were happening and it was just really issues. It was just really an issue. Um, I started seeing her true colors and that she wanted everyone to accept her for who she is just because she's trans, but she didn't want to be held accountable for like being so toxic. Like it wasn't just a little bit of toxic. Like everybody may be a little petty sometimes. People may talk some mess, but it was like a different level. And I do believe looking back, I kind of feel bad for this person because I do think it's the pills. I feel like they, the more toxic they got, like, for example, they couldn't afford the pills all the time. So whenever they could afford the pills, the, the blockers, that's when they got more toxic. And I noticed that because sometimes they were like too broke and they wouldn't. That's why they, I was letting them live in free. I was just trying to support them and it was supposed to be all sweet, you know. Um, but the second that they could afford the pills, whenever they were able to get them, that's when it became even more toxic. Like they would say the most like disturbing things about people and just create these narratives that just weren't true there's lies on lies and just racism and just like terribleness you know and it was those pills definitely affected it like from what i've seen personally like it really it's i we need to look at these pills a different way um jack says that's my issue i'm so serious every youtube every youtube person i've been friends with turned out to be racist no lie oh every not youtube every white person he said <laughs> Yeah, it's really sad. Like, I mean, I hate to say that, but that's something I've experienced too. Like, I'm trying to think of a white person that wasn't racist. Even my own family, I have family that's white, and they feel like they were, they became, like, they were really racist. As I started learning more about them, I'm like, wow, like, that's what you really feel? Like, it's kind of dark. I'm like, wow, like, that's, like, you didn't have to say that. Like, you, you are you really are trying it you know it's just like that's so gross to be so racist um even but my husband he was white and i couldn't imagine i'm like oh this person like we're married like there's no way he could be racist he's definitely an ally like i just i lied to myself over and over again i'm like oh it's just great to be loved like this is my partner i'm gonna ride for him whatever all that mess um but he ended up being one of the most racist people i've ever encountered and he and i married him as a black man myself and i'm like wow like it blew my mind. I just couldn't believe that I could, like, marry a racist person. Like, I just... It didn't make sense. I'm like, I would never... Like, if I hated somebody, if I was... I'm never... I'm not racist with anyone, but if I, like, didn't like somebody, I'm not going to marry them. But it's like... 
It's like he married me to cover the fact that he was racist. And people still don't even believe it fully. Like, they're like, I went through this. I went through abuse with this person. This person tried to kill me multiple times. My own husband, own ex-husband. Um, and nobody even cares. Like, there's no, like, real allies or people who are like, oh, Black Lives Matter. No, they don't, apparently. These people, like, didn't care at all. Like, I was very public about what happened to me, and nobody did anything about it. You know? There's people who still defend him, and I'm like, this person literally was saying the N-word anytime he could. This person was spreading diseases to the black community because he thought that he could. He didn't care. He was just saying the most racist, terrible things, like, objectifying black people, like, just being just, a, like, really evil, like, really just... He thought that, like, black people were less than him. And I'm like, whoa, this is... But he tried to pretend as if it wasn't the case. He would try to, like, do this whole, like, PR thing. Because he knew personal relations. But he knew how to, like, manipulate the the media. Because he worked for the government to do that. And so, I'm like, this is literally a government-trained racist person that I'm married to. And I got really scared because it's... Like, he actually really tried to end my life. And I'm like, people don't get that. Even my family. I'm like, you guys think I'm being... Like, I, I don't get dramatic. I'm not... I try to say things exactly how it happens, especially when it comes to serious things. And it's like, there's no protection out there. And that's why I like really feel, I feel better now. I feel more free now because now I recognize that there really is no protection or safety out there. So you got to say what you got to say when you want to say it, feel what you feel, be unapologetic about it because nobody's going to save you when things go down. So you can be over here trying to like keep it cute for people. Like I didn't divorce for a while because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that like I finally like, marriage finally gets legalized for the gay community i get married a year after that happens and well less than a year i think a few months after after marriage became legal i got married um and then for for gay people and then i immediately like i felt embarrassed to like think that oh my marriage is falling apart when we just got the right to do this i don't want to ruin this for the gay community there's so many people in the community especially in the media who were like oh um, you're my favorite couple, like, me and my, me and my ex were, like, they were, like, oh, you're my favorite, you're my favorite couple ever, like, you guys are inspirations and all this, I'm, like, you guys know what's happening behind the scenes? Nobody cares. Like, no, not one person cared. Like that, like, it, even my close friends, like, I told them about it, like, that, I mean, not that they can do anything, but it's not, like, they were really, like, nobody went and go, nobody went and ran up on him. Nobody, like, held him accountable that's why i'm so public about it i'm like okay well i know the power of the media since i learned it i'm like let me just be public about what really happened and that's how i got my karma revenge is like just being real like literally just exposing these people they feel like they can hide behind the reality they feel like people aren't going to do what i'm doing and just expose them and like okay this is what this person did to me so putting in the media made this person embarrassed enough to leave me the f alone so that's all I'm thankful for. I'm thankful to be left alone from this person. I never want to see this person again in my life. I can't believe that we were married for so long. Like, I just, I can't believe. Like, I just, it just blows my mind that that could happen. Like, you really could end up marrying a racist person. Like, that's just, like, like, why would a racist person even want to marry a person that they hate? Like, I don't know. It just blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like, I just can't, I just can't believe it still to this day. Um, Jack says, I'm so sorry you went through that toxic, disgusting mess. OMG. Me too. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jax. Like, it's... I don't know. I learned a lot, though. I learned a whole lot. And I'm never letting myself get... And put in a situation like that again. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a white person who wasn't racist that I like been around. Um, let me think. There's gotta be some. I even let this other woman, this white woman, who like with her kid, I let her stay in my home because I thought I was supporting her. She was in the industry too. She ended up being super racist too. She had to pretend that she wasn't. She's like, oh, I've helped all these black artists. I've done this. I've done that. But then, like, as it really came down to it, I started seeing her real true colors. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, really? This is what you really think? It's just so disheartening. I'm like, there's gotta be, like, there, there can't be everyone. Like, I'm trying to, there's gotta be somebody. I'm trying to think right now. I'm like, genuinely trying to think of somebody I know personally who is a Caucasian person who isn't, who wasn't racist towards me or didn't turn out to be a racist. And I guess, th- theoretically, I guess everybody has a little bit of prejudice in them because of how the media is. It's hard to not, like, but I don't feel like I have any. Like, I just know race that I that I assume I know just by their race. Like, everybody, every person is so different that I don't ever assume that, oh, this person's a Hispanic person, so they're this way. Or this person's Latino, so they're that way. Like, I don't think that ever. So I don't, I really don't think I'm racist. I don't have any racism in me. Like, I just don't feel that, so I... Even though I say that, I get how the media can encourage that kind of behavior, but I don't think it's that you have to. Like I've been around the media, and I and I I've never felt that way about any person, so or race or people. So dang, there's gotta be one person at least that wasn't racist. I feel like I had some neighbors. I had some neighbors here in Texas who they were white and they were really kind to us they cooked for us all the time they were like really close family friends um i don't thought they were racist at all in my opinion from what i experienced they were really always sweet to us and they were very white so that's good love them um they live out in the woods now but yeah, I've never had any racist experience with them. Oh, my mom has a, like, her boss. She's a white woman. And she's, she's been amazing to us forever. Like, I've even watched, I've even, like, baby, like, um, housed out for her. She has a huge mansion. I would, like, go and watch it while she's out of town. And she, I never, we never had a racist issue ever with her. She was, like, a really sweet, amazing person. So, she's great. Her whole family, so her husband's white and her kids are white. And they're all have been great to us. Um... Let me think who else um, but even with the uh, I don't want to talk about that situation there's something that happened that but that's not their fault that's like a business thing sometimes business things happen that they don't have control over so that's different that wasn't a racist technically it was like literally a business situation that happened but that's different I won't talk about that right now it's too sensitive information um, let me think who else was there There's gotta be somebody else. I'm literally going through my head. Like, I had some friends. Oh, you know what? My business. I don't feel like my business partner. My business partner is white. I don't feel like he's racist. Um, I don't think he is at all. Never experienced anything from him like, like that. Um. Let's see. 
my my ex-husband's sister I don't feel like she was racist and I feel like her his brother wasn't racist either his mom was racist and his dad I felt like was racist my ex-husband but like his brother his brother um Jason I don't feel like he was racist and then his sister Destry I don't think she was racist at all I think she was really just like because she she was just like a real one she was a real person like she was just a real person like I don't know I liked her um so I guess she chose not to be racist and then who else oh his grandmother too his grandmother was really sweet I don't know because like his grandmother she had dementia so I don't know if that made her like not like made her not I don't know I don't know what she was like before dementia I've only met her when she had dementia so hopefully she was the same she was very sweet and I never felt that she was racist even though she did bring up race a lot, but just to show that she's not racist, <laughs> she would just say, she would say things just to be like, because she lived in a time, and she was obviously like nearly 100 years old, so she lived in a time where that was very racist, and so she would just like want to make it clear that she's not part of those people, so it wasn't like she was being racist, she was just being like, trying to be super clear and inclusive, so I respect her for that, but his mom was super racist, like, she was out there at the Black Lives Matters, that's, um, um, rallies and stuff. She was out there with her gun, trying to fight against the Black Lives Matter people. <laughs> she was—it was bad. It was really bad. And her and his dad was like more complacent. He was like complacent racism, which I think is just as bad. Um, but his mom is the one that was like the sweet woman who like who wasn't. I feel like she wasn't racist. So I think his mom raised him to not be like that. But his wife kind of like poisoned him to be more. Um, prejudice, I guess. Uh, I feel like I went to a lot of white schools. Um, well, white, predominantly white schools when I was growing up. And I guess there's some people at school that weren't. I wasn't friends with a lot of people. I'm just talking about people who I know personally. I'm sure I'm not saying that like there's a lot of people who aren't. Like, I do believe there's a lot of people who aren't, but I'm just saying the people I've been around, like, it's crazy the amount that I've had intimate situations with that are, like, end up being really racist. Almost, oh, oh my God, every one of my exes, all my exes have been racist. Like, all of my, my first fiance, my, like, all my exes have been, have, like, I realized that they came, they were, like, have racist tendencies, but none of them were as bad as my ex-husband. Like, that was, like, the worst, worst situation. But, um, definitely all of them had like some tendencies that were intense definitely some intense tendencies so jack says yeah they try to pretend i had a co-worker we were best of friends i went to her facebook page and she was calling people the n-words you see that's so real that's so real oh my god that's that's happened oh it's so crazy it's like they they really try to pretend as if you're not I've, I've, I've been I've seen that happen I've seen that USMC USMC says for real me either looks nice there it's so pretty here so so pretty Jack says a gun at a a gun at a Black Lives Matter march it's like why not just stay home exactly and she literally went there to fight against like hold on she uh, it's insane Hold on, it's saying that my internet's gone. 
Okay, there we go. Set them back now. But yeah, I'm like, why would she even go out there? But she went out there to attack. She went out there for that main reason. Like, her main reason was to just, like, fight against what was going on. I'm like, girl, really? That's how it is. That's how it was. Um, Jack says, do you find that... Do you find that it makes it more difficult to date white men nowadays? I never dated white men for on purpose. Like, it's never been... It's just been like, that's who. Let's enter. Hold on, you guys. I gotta move over because it's too hot. Too hot. Now my phone's overheating. The sun feels great, but my phone's overheating, so I don't wanna like lose you guys. I don't wanna lose y'all. I don't know where to sit right now. Oh, you know what? I'll sit over here. Sit right over here. There we go. Okay, it's a little cooler over here. Yeah, I've never dated it like. Never dated a white man on purpose. It's just like literally. Just flowed. Like, I, you know, they were interested, they made the moves. Like. I don't know, it just, it just happened. Like, I've, I've always been interested in every, like, my first love, the first person I was ever even, like, really had a big crush on, they were, like, they were black, you know? Um, but I, I think, I don't know, just, like, they, like, they approach me, like, they pursue me. That's the craziest part. That's the part that gets me. It's, like, the racist people who I've dated, like, they've pursued me, and they, like, almost idolize me. But then they're racist towards me. So it's like, it's weird. It's like, this is that weird energy. Because I've never like approached somebody to be dating them unless they were like interested in me. Like I don't. Hold on, you guys. Okay. I think we're back again. But yeah, I've never been. I've never been that kind of person to like just. Um, to date somebody unless they're like interested in me. Like unless they're pursuing. Like I'm not going to. I don't, I don't pursue people like that. Like, unless they pursue me, it's, like, not gonna happen. And so these people pursued me. So it's, like, weird that they would go through all that work just to be racist towards me after. So. It's weird. Um, is that gonna stop me from dating, like, you know, white people or something? Like, not necessarily. I don't really... Like, I still, like, I still think I'm just gonna have my discernment up higher now. Like, now I get it. Like, I understand what racism looks like. I understand what not to tolerate. So, I'm just, I don't know, I feel, I feel like I've evolved from these situations. But it took me a while. It took me, like, I've, I've been in, let me think, one, two, three, four, like, four four serious relationships like four more on the serious side some other ones i've been in but like not as serious but it took like four of them to realize like what to tolerate and what's really going on because i didn't get it at first i really didn't understand like especially when you're closeted all your life like i never dated when i was in high school ever so it was all like adult relationships like i never i just never had any experience so i just i let some things happen that just weren't weren't tolerable for me now so 
now it's just it can't happen again because I refuse. I'm so I'm so woke. I'm too woke. Like I it just won't. It won't happen. I'll cut somebody out right away. So maybe that's what it took. Maybe maybe that's like strengthened me up. So, but I guess four is not that bad. Some people do like a lot of people, and they to get to that to get to the place where they learn. But I don't know. It just it was a lot of heartache. Like all four of those were like really big heartaches. The first one was a super big heartache. Um, probably the biggest one was the first one because it just woke you up. The second one was frustrating, but just not like it hurt. But it was just. I was still kind of numb from the first one. The third one was super, super, it hurt, it hurt a lot. It hurt, it cut deeply because it caught me off guard. Like when it ended and how things went and how I like realized they were racist, they actually called me recently. They actually called me and wanted to like take me out to dinner and like were apologizing for how they were, how they treated me and stuff. lost connection but yeah they, they called me the, the third my third relationship they called me and they were like trying to apologize for how they treated me and all this stuff mm. they were using data and wi-fi uh, they um but they were like they were trying to take me to dinner and stuff and i'm like i'm good I'm like not gonna ever talk to them again. I didn't even I didn't even want to answer them. I didn't know who they were when they called. Cause I deleted their number. So like they they understand they did me dirty, but it's like I'm good. I'm good on all that. I see the difference now. I see what can happen. You have to love yourself first, and then. You recognize when you're not receiving love from a partnership. It's like it's better to be alone than to be in a toxic situation. Yeah, it's way better to be alone. Way better to be alone than to be in a toxic situation. So, anyway, I'm gonna get off here. The signal is like really bad today. Maybe it's the clouds are blocking it. I'm really mad at Verizon right now because I'm like, why are this? Why is the signal bad every day? Like, why is it like this? Is this just because I live in the woods now? Like, what's the tea? What's the tea, baby? Thank you for the 1.1,000 likes, you guys. I appreciate it. Um, and I didn't mean for this to be a race conversation, but I do feel like it's important. I feel like it's important to just discuss it. Like, I don't live my life in a race space or, like, constantly thinking about it that much. But it's something that a lot of people, like... Like, if you're, if you're naive to it, like I've been, then you can get really hurt. Like, my, my last one, like, that, he could have killed me. He really could have taken my life. And he tried to. So it's just, like, very important to recognize the wickedness of some of these people. Like, there's a lot of wickedness out there. Whole lot of wicked, wick, wickedery. Whole lot of witchcraft. <laughs> um... But yeah, be careful out there, you guys. Especially my um, my black LGBT people out there. Like, be careful. Like, people will objectify you and put you in harm's way. The same way they did in slavery days. The same way they try to trick you as if they're like 
friend me or whatever, but they just want to objectify you. So be careful. And don't be too nice. Being too nice is dangerous. I'm not nice at all. I will cut somebody out immediately. Immediately. Like, I don't care. I'm not trying to be friends with people. I'm not trying to do fake talk. I don't care. I literally do not. I don't give a... Oh, my God. It's a spider. Look at the spider, you guys. Hold on. I'm going to flip the camera. Can y'all see the spider? Wait. Hold on. Look at the little spider. Ooh, it's fast. Ooh, it's gone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Okay. I'm gonna let the spider live his life. It ain't bothering me. Until it gets on me. If it touches me, then it's gonna be, it's gonna have to go see, go see the good Lord. Not that I believe that exists, but you know. All right. All right, Rockers and Mercuryans. Stay out of racist situations. Love yourself enough to recognize hate. Um, and disregard hate and disregard no and racism is real so <laughs> that doesn't mean like I don't I don't know I don't know who I'm gonna end up with if I end up with anyone I might be single forever who knows I don't really care but I'm not gonna end up with a racist person again that's for sure the second I feel it I'm gone the second I even get a, a hint of it because it doesn't have to exist the second you just start feeling it you're like oh this person's not evolved I think it comes to a, a maturity level and an, an evolved level. Like, I think I, the reason why I dated so many race, racist people was because, like, I had internal internalized hatred already, and so it just matched. Like that matched the person I was with. Like, racist people love love people who hate themselves because then they can they can just be more more racist to you. So, not no more. Now I love myself more than anything, and I will cuss a racist out immediately, on sight. So, all right, walk on, Mercury, and have a great day. I'm gonna go get a little bit more sunlight, and then I'm gonna head inside and get some workout done. Peace out, peace out, bye.